Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Docs Sportscast today. Uh, we are excited to get into today's topic. It's a, it's a new segment for us here. Aurora loves to dig. She's got dachshund genes in her German blood, in her heritage there, and loves to go digging. Um, you know, she'll go out there and dig random holes, likes to dig holes at the beach, things like that. And occasionally she loves just digging on carpet where she's actually not getting anywhere, but she digs in place. She says it's a workout routine, um, and she's trying to, you know, keep her, her biceps uh, all strong and, and fit. Um, is that right? Yeah. So she says she's uh, working her biceps uh, and her uh, forearms when she's sitting there and uh, doing these uh, digging dig-in places, right? She calls them dig-ins, right? So that's her, her workout routine. I'll have to get a video and post it on the the channel, uh, posted on the Facebook uh, for you guys to see her digging in place because she loves doing that little work out there. But with that being said, she wanted to bring her love of digging to the channel and we are doing a digging or burying the NFL hype, okay? So for this segment, we're going to either dig it, meaning that yes, we're buying into this hype. We do agree with the hype that's around it. And burying it means we are obviously not. So we're not fans of it. We do not believe in the hype that's coming around whatever segment, whatever player, whatever team that it is. Um, So we will jump into it here and uh, get started first with Monday Night Football recap because we did not get to do that on Monday's episode. Guys, this Monday Night game was a fantastic game, a phenomenal game to watch. Uh, You know, we... We had said on Monday that we expected the Ravens to come out win that game, you know, even with the injuries that they had. And I think if you look at the game, you watch it. We were right about some things. We we assumed, you know, Aurora assumed that uh, their running backs would get the game going. Uh, they would play fine offensively, and you know, Sammy Watkins stepped up, played well. Uh, Mark Andrews had a you know, not a great night for his standards. And Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, he, Lamar Jackson looked like Lamar Jackson. I mean, he, he's going to show flashy plays, but he's going to show bad plays, and that's what he's always done. But this led to an amazing game uh, from the Raiders' standpoint. I didn't see the Raiders, you know, offensively being able to play as well as they did. I think the Ravens' defense didn't step up as much as we expected them to. Uh, they probably took a little step back from last year if I, if I really look at it. But it's only one game. You know, Lamar Jackson was experiencing COVID things. You know, we've got wide receivers that are out. we got running backs that are out. You know, the defense is probably all a mess, too. I mean, things will work out, and this team will get better. But to lose to the Raiders, I mean, the Raiders' defense is not that great on paper. The Raiders' defense, I don't think, played all that well, you know, Monday. I really think that this is the risk you run with Lamar Jackson. It's how you set up your franchise. This is a run-first quarterback who— can pass the ball, but he's not efficient passing the ball. And that is the thing that's going to be a factor throughout the rest of his career. You know, if you look at it, he was 19 of 30. That's fairly efficient, but he only threw 30 passes. Most quarterbacks are throwing a lot more out there, especially in tight games like this. And, you know, he ran the ball 12 times for 86 yards. He led the team in rushing. He led the team in carries. While that is fine, that cannot be be a recipe to success for your entire season. He really needs to take a little bit of a step back and let these running backs be able to do more of their thing 
because it's too much on his shoulders and it's too much of a risk of him, one, fumbling the ball because he's not taught as a running back to hold that ball properly, and that's why he fumbled later in the game. Um, and the same thing is with these running backs. They need to get going. They need to get a rhythm. They need to you know, be looked at as someone scary, a scary dynamic. And Tyson Williams looked really good. Latavius Murray out out carried him uh, 10 to 9, which was a little confusing for me because Latavius Murray was not looking good. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens as, as a team changes things up. Obviously, like I said, Sammy Watkins had a really good day, four catches for 96 yards. And, you know, Mark Andrews, 30 for 20. That's not great for him. But Marquise Brown got six receptions, 69 yards. I mean, he looked OK out there, too. Had a touchdown uh, for the day. And, you know, Tyson Williams caught some balls out of the backfield as well. So overall, offense looked okay, but this is how that team's going to be. They're going to be up and down. Uh, It's just it is what it is. And defenses can figure it out, and they can attack you. And if Lamar Jackson doesn't make the right plays, all the pressure's on him. All the pressure's on him. And he's young. He's still got things to figure out. And I think that's what happened here. Derek Carr, a little more seasoned of a veteran, did what he needed to do. You know, uh, he he did throw a pick, but he threw two touchdowns to Lamar Jackson's one. Um you know, Marks Mariota came in there and had a really good one carry for a 31-yard run, which was was interesting to see early in the first uh, half. But Darren Waller did his thing, 100 yards receiving. Uh, we expected that. Uh, 10 receptions, that's great for him. I mean, he's just he's just an amazing outlier at the tight end position, uh, like a Kelsey and like a Kittle. Um, so, yeah, overall, shared the wealth quite a bit on the offensive end, and, and their offense played better overall. That's what won them this game. Their offense just played – it was more well-rounded for sure in this game. But look for the Raiders to drop a few. I don't think they're going to continue uh, having such success against good teams. Ravens came out definitely sluggish um, to start the season. And I I think this will change a little bit as the season goes on. But now getting into the segment of digging or burying NFL hype. So uh, first off, we're starting with, uh, you know, We'll, we'll just preface this. After a great week one, there's always a lot of hype out there. There's a lot of stories out there. People are on bandwagons and things like that. And since Aurora loves digging, we're going to either dig the hype or bury the hype of these specific topics. One, Jamar Chase. There's so much hype. Jamar Chase had a one had one play for 70 yards. Uh, it was an easy catch. Um, and that really made his day. You know, if it wasn't for that catch, he wouldn't have been 100-something yards. He wouldn't have, you know, he only had five catches on the day. He had seven targets, five catches. You know, look for tough catches to still be a challenge for him. We are burying the hype on this. Everybody's sitting there saying, oh, that one play, that shows he can catch the ball. He's not going to drop it. Guys, that's the easiest play to catch the ball. That's not a contested catch. That's not a catch in traffic. That's not, it's not a difficult catch. That's the easiest one out there to catch the ball on is it's lofted up to you and all you're doing is running under it. I mean, that that's one of the easiest catches out there to make. So I still do have some reservations with him. I will still have concerns with him until he shows me consistent um, catching the ball in, in tough positions, uh, man-to-man coverage when he's making a slant route and he's getting hit. Can he make those catches? <clears throat> so we are burying this hype. Um, as of right now, we're burying the hype. This doesn't mean we're burying it for the whole season. We're not making a prediction here. We're just burying the hype right now. Relax a little bit here because Jamar Chase still had a chance to not perform that well. He had a good week one with that one big play. But outside of that, what did he do? Didn't look all that great. So let's calm down a little bit on that. Okay, So we're burying it. 
Um, Eagles, as a team, we're going to bury the hype on this one as well, guys. Uh, Jalen Hurts chewed up the worst defense in the league. I mean, seriously, the Atlanta Falcons defense looked like the worst defense in the league in week one. It was not because the Eagles magically did something to become the best offense in the league because this team was awful. Like, the, the Eagles had a good team last year. They've had a solid team. They've had the bones of a good team and good structure. They had everybody healthy finally, and they had their speed guys out on the edge at wide receiver finally because they weren't hurt or whatever. And Devonta Smith looked looked pretty good. He really did. He, he looked good out there. I, I'm growing on Devonta Smith. Devontae Smith. But, again, this is showing against an Atlanta Falcons defense that has been a porous defense. They have been horrible last in the league like in categories like they have been this way so let's relax take a breather understand eagles fans don't sit there and just say oh we made the best decision ever moving carson wentz and moving on from him one it's only going to take one injury to jalen hurts and your team is ruined now second you still haven't seen a lot from Jalen Hurts. You still haven't seen a ton from him. You've only got a sample size of five games, and a few of those last year were just throwaway games. This, to me, was a throwaway game because the Falcons came out flat. Flat, guys. Again, another one of those teams didn't play their starters in the preseason, and what happens? You come out flat. So let's relax. You know, I think this game was more about the Falcons being a bad defensive team than it was about the Eagles being a great offensive team. So let's relax. They're still going to be – it's not like this team is like a Super Bowl favorite over, you know, in week one. If you look at just scores, you're going to sit there and say, oh, this team's going to go to Super Bowl. Relax, okay? Bearing the hype on that for right now. <clears throat> Arizona Cardinals. We are digging the hype on the Arizona Cardinals, guys. You know, the Tennessee Titans run game was shut down by this defense, and not just for a quarter – not just for a half. This run game, which was the most lethal run game in the league the past couple years, was shut down. Derrick Henry could do nothing out there. J.J. Watt is leading this team with senior uh, experience and able to get them to understand and buy into the right things and concepts in the culture there on the defensive end with Jones, uh, Chandler Jones and uh, Isaiah Simmons out there at linebacker. You know, Murray continues Kyler Murray continues to evaluate, elevate his game. Okay, he, he played so much better last year. He made reads last. He made reads this past week that he did not make last year. He made reads on the defense and saw things he didn't see the year before. I saw a big progression in Kyler Murray the way he played because he played with more poise. He was a bit more patient in the pocket, and that's really all we needed to see from him. The, the difference with Kyler Murray and a guy like. Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray is legitimately a pass-first quarterback that can run the ball lethally, okay? Lamar Jackson is a run-first quarterback that can throw the ball a bit. Kyler Murray is going to be a much better quarterback over his career, and I'd much rather have a Kyler Murray on my team than Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you're going to get highlight plays. Yes, you could have a chance to win a Super Bowl. You could get hot. You could make runs. You could do these things, but... If your defense isn't set up to do well in in Baltimore, you're going to struggle. Whereas if a defense isn't set up to do well, Kyler Murray can still win you games. But this defense is on pace to be really strong, shutting down a great run defense, 
you know, they didn't let that that passing game get going really either. So there was not much you saw from Tannehill. Tannehill didn't look that great. You know, he threw a pick in this game. Like, this defense played exactly how you want your defense to play. If you're an Arizona Cardinals fan, you should join in with us on the hype because Kyler Murray is better than last year, and this defense is better than last year. So you have elevated on the offensive and defensive ends. What more can you ask for? That's good. That's a good thing, right? Now, I don't know if this team's going to end up winning that division. I highly doubt that. It's the most competitive division in the league. But they have a shot to be good. They have a shot to go to the playoffs if they keep playing like that. If this was a preview of how they're going to play in the rest of the season, this will be a dangerous team. This will be a very dangerous team. Yeah, Chandler Jones going out there with five sacks. I mean, come on. That's that's nuts. All right. Houston Texans, guys. You know, the Houston Texans ended up beating Jacksonville pretty bad. Uh, this was uh, this was something I don't think many people predicted. I think, you know, people at the worst case scenario thought it would be a close game if the Texans won. Houston Texans buried the Jacksonville Jaguars. And just like they buried the Jacksonville Jaguars, we are burying the hype on the Houston Texans. Um, Jacksonville is horribly coached. They were horribly coached. They were completely outclassed from a coaching standpoint. You know, this was more about Jacksonville's horrible game plan and strategy and use of personnel than it was about the Texans being great, okay? Don't get me wrong. I love Tyrod Taylor. I, I liked what I saw from Mark Ingram. He ran angry. He ran with, with you know, poise and strength out there. He, he was patient, but not patient when he needed to be. Like, that, that looked like the Mark Ingram of young, old. He looked really good out there. Uh, Receiving-wise, Brandon Cooks was still the only person they really had to go to. Yeah, some other guys got some things going. But I, I think this offense will continue to have, like, they will have struggles when they play a good defense. Um, this defense definitely uh, didn't have their heads on their shoulders going into this game. This did not look good for Urban Meyer. He could not figure out how to get success out there for his young rookie quarterback. Uh, I, I don't think he put him in a great position to succeed. You know, you ran the ball more times with Carlos Hyde instead of James Robinson, who who arguably could have been rookie of the year last year. Like, that, that kid deserves to get more ability out there. And if you run the ball a bit more, if you help to let the game come slowly to Trevor Lawrence, maybe he doesn't throw three picks. Maybe you run some clock out and the Texans aren't ahead by so much in the second half and you have to have Trevor Lawrence try to play hero ball to win you a game and make him look bad. That's going to get in his head. Those three picks are going to get in his head, Urban Meyer. These are the things you don't understand. You messed up so many things psychologically. You bring in Tim Tebow. You know, you bring in um, – so you bring in Tim Tebow. You do other things here like that upsets – that could and should upset your quarterback – I mean, I just don't understand what he's trying to do because if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm more upset now than I was before. We talked about on the podcast before, the whole thing with bringing in um, Tim Tebow and, and the way that he handled the offseason, the way Urban Meyer handled the offseason, just was not good from a psychological standpoint for Trevor Lawrence. I would be upset even more right now because the, the best talent you're going to bring me in to help me out is Tim Tebow just to get some headlines for you, you're clearly not trying to help me out. And then in this game, you're clearly not trying to help me out because you're not letting our run game do what it did last year. The run game was strong for this team. You should have let James Robinson run the ball some more, let him get out there and catch some balls more. Carlos Hyde has no business being out there the same amount of snaps as James Robinson. Let's fix that, okay? 
Like, take some pressure off the young man, for Christ's sake. Ugh. So, we're burying the hype on this uh, for the Houston Texans. Uh, just really think that this was more about bad coaching, bad scheming for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, uh, you know, Houston Texans, they will be fine. They will be able to come out and put up some points. They will be able to score. Like, that that defense is going to have issues. They're going to have struggles because that's just – they have tons of holes there. But offensively, they will score. Tyrod Taylor's fine. You know, de- a couple of decent wide receivers there. And they've got, a, a, you know, a plethora of good running backs back there. So, you know, this will be a fine team. But we're going to bury the hype on this. It's not like this team's going to win that division or go to the playoffs or anything like that. They're going to have struggles ahead of them. The Rams – We're digging the hype on the Rams, guys. Matthew Stafford, we said this ever since the trade happened. We've said this all offseason. Stafford has a chance to go to a Super Bowl now with a good team, with a talented team, and people are going to sit there and say, oh, he had talent. He had Calvin Johnson. Okay. What else? He had Calvin Johnson. Who else did he have? He didn't have anybody, okay? He had Kenny Galladay, and then guess what? He had nobody else. Like, Marvin Jones is not, like, a solid number two guy. He's a stretch-the-field guy that can make some big plays downfield every now and then. Then he finally got TJ Hawkinson, but what happened? Kenny Galladay was hurt. He hasn't had consistent, solid talent with him since he was in Detroit, okay? And especially a plethora of receiving talent. It is easy to put together a good, solid, wide-receiving group. Look at what the New York Giants have done. They've got great wide. They've got more good wide receivers than they need on the roster right now. Okay, look at look at teams that haven't managed things that well when it comes to you know personnel and things like that every now and then. Look at the Bengals. Okay, they've got three solid wide receivers at their receiving core. Arizona Cardinals consistently have uh, solid wide receivers. Like it's easy to get solid wide receiver play, and the Rams have it. The the Lions have never had consistent, solid one, two, three guys. But the Rams have three guys plus Tyler Higbee as a good tight end position, and they've got decent running backs and good offensive line play and a great defense. This is set up for Matthew Stafford to finally have a chance to make a big run. The Bears is a tough defense. They are a tough defense. Everybody's going to sit there and say, Oh, well, they, you know, we don't know. The Bears' defense just looked awful. So, you know, they probably just beat up on a bad defense. The Bears' defense is not bad. It is not bad. It was a great defense last year. Not much has changed on this team. It was a good, solid defense, and they just whipped them, okay? They lit them up. And that's what Matthew Stafford can do. That's why he's there. And look for this team to keep rolling. Uh, We're we're really buying in the hype on that. Stafford is going to keep doing amazing things there with the Rams. Next, Jameis Winston. Okay, so if you guys didn't hear, uh, Aaron Rodgers decided that he was going to host Jeopardy uh, while he was playing the game against the Saints. Apparently, that's what was going on because he wasn't out there playing football. He played awful, horrendous. Okay, and so here's the thing with it: they ended up winning the game. You know, big time is a blowout, thirty-eight to three. The Saints won against the Green Bay Packers. Okay. This is the reason that we are burying the hype on Jameis Winston, okay? We're digging the hype on the Saints, though, okay? This is a catch-22. We are burying the hype on Jameis Winston, but we are digging the hype on the Saints. If you look at it, the defense looked strong, okay? Aaron Rodgers, doesn't matter if he's calling in Jeopardy questions or whatever during the game. He's still going to be Aaron Rodgers. You know, 10% of Aaron Rodgers is better than a lot of quarterbacks in the league. So defense looked really strong. 
with a conservative offensive game, okay? Like, they didn't have to have Jameis Winston play hero ball. And if you look at it, they made sure Jameis Winston didn't screw up. They legitimately planned the game plan so he wouldn't screw up. He threw the ball 20 times. That, that's that's got to be, if it's not the least amount from a starting quarterback this week that didn't get injured, it's got to be in the top three. Like, that, he threw the ball so little, and that was by design. Sean Payton is a great coach. He outcoached the Green Bay Packers in this game. Um, it's not about Jameis Winston. It's not about Jameis Winston. Um, you know, if, if they keep Winston from throwing the ball a lot, they have a chance to consistently be dangerous. This defense looked really good. It, you know, definitely stunned Aaron Rodgers. And obviously, like we said with a lot of teams, you don't get reps in the preseason. You're going to come out sluggish. This team came out sluggish and stayed sluggish throughout the entire game. Okay. Marquez Calloway, the big guy everybody was looking at, he only had two targets, one catch for 14 yards. You know, so there's definitely things with this team that you have to be excited for. And Alvin Kamara wasn't even one of those. He had 20 rushes, 83 yards on the day. I mean, yeah, that's fine for Alvin Kamara. That's that's an okay day. But he can do so much better than he did. So this team has the things in place to be a great team. They've had the things in place to be a great team because of Drew Brees' era. And all they have to do is manage Jameis Winston and keep him from screwing up. And that's what they did. 20 attempts on the day. You know, five touchdowns in those 20 attempts. It's the first time that's ever happened in the NFL. Someone has had 20 attempts or less and threw for five touchdowns in 20 attempts or less. First time it's ever happened in NFL history because Sean Payton is smart and he knows if I let Jameis Winston throw the ball too much, we're going to get burned. And he didn't allow that to happen. They managed the clock, they managed the game, and they won because they outcoached the Green Bay Packers. So we are in on the Saints. We love what they're doing. We are out on the hype of Jameis Winston because Jameis Winston, from what we look at, didn't look all that good because we didn't see a lot of him from a passing game standpoint. We only saw 20 passes. Let's see what happens if he has to go out there and throw for 35. Let's see how many picks he throws because that's what's going to be the question is, you know, when you're not sitting there trying to keep him from making mistakes, will he make them? Okay? So buying in, uh, you know, we're digging the hype on the Saints. We're burying it for Jameis Winston. That's where we stand there. Next up. We got a couple left. Tua Tungavailoa, okay? Tua Tungavailoa, you know, everybody came into season with a lot of hype on him. I told you guys we've been pretty down on him a lot. We're not changing our minds. We are burying the hype on Tua Tungavailoa still. Uh, he had a 39.9 QBR. That's not good, guys. That That's not good. It's really, it's really not. So everybody's going to sit there and say, oh, they won the game. You know, Tua's making them win. Like, oh, and they beat the Patriots. Well, one, the Patriots aren't the same because they don't have Tom Brady there, okay? So let's get that straight. Yes, Mac Jones looked really good. But if it wasn't for the Patriots fumbling the ball, the Patriots were going to come down and win the game. Like, it was, I mean, they were driving. And Mac Jones had everything in hand ready to go. But Tua threw the ball 27 times. He had 16 completions. Okay, that's all right. Average depth target, 7.5. That's all right. One touchdown, one interception. Okay, well, we hope you don't throw a pick every game. So, you know, whatever. He took two sacks for 17, and he ran the ball four times for one yard. Guys, this was not, this was a really conservative effort from him. And I think the Miami Dolphins, the way they're going to win is if they rely on their defense. Because, again, this looks like they were managing it so that Tua didn't have to throw the ball 
35 times. Because the things I saw when I watched tape of this game is Tua, again, it's the same things we were worried about before. I have concerns about his reads of the defense. I have concerns about how he how he makes his decision-making, you know? Devontae Parker did his thing, four catches for 81 yards. Jalen Waddle, four catches for 61 yards. So he had wide receivers that did some great things out there. But is that because of the talent of the wide receivers or because Tua? And from what I saw, I, I just still have concerns. Now, this is something that this is borderline. We're burying the hype right now on Tua Tungavailoa, but this is something that can change pretty quickly because he had a decent performance. But it's not enough for everybody to just sit there and say, oh, my God, he's the next franchise quarterback for us. So let's calm down. Let's take some time and, and see how things continue to go. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens because uh, he beat a rookie that was adjusting to his team. And, and maybe they wouldn't won that game if this was like in week five. Right. Last talk about Matt Jones. OK. For the New England Patriots. We are digging the hype. On Mac Jones, okay, twenty nine for thirty nine on the day against a good defense, a, a Miami defense which was one of the top defenses in the league. He had one touchdown, no picks, okay. Threw for more yards than Tua Tagovailoa on the other end, um, seven point two average depth of target. That's okay. One touchdown, no interceptions. That's good. You don't want to see you know any interceptions, and he threw for a touchdown, so that's good. QBR of seventy five. That's good. You know, he, he did some great things out there. He looked like what we saw in the preseason. We've said it all preseason. Um, he is poised in the pocket. He is patient. He goes through his reads and makes his progressions, and he understands the flow of what the defense is doing. So we're by the hype on Mac Jones. Um, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of hype because, you know, obviously it's Patriots and this guy coming in, and out of any team, out of any team in the league that didn't, like, not necessarily they didn't deserve it, but didn't need to get a solid quarterback to come in or replace that guy leaving, it would be the New England Patriots. They have been spoiled to death with amazing, great teams over the past decade because of Tom Brady. And then now, guess what? They might have the next coming Tom Brady in Mac Jones because this guy looked really good. So I'm buying the hype. I loved what I saw from him. I love the progressions. I love the poise in the pocket, the patience he had. I'm very excited. I, I I love what we saw from Mac Jones in week one, and I think we're going to continue to see this uh, as they go forward. Obviously, next week up against the Jets, that's not anyone to really be too concerned about. So I would be, uh, you know, I, I would be surprised if the Patriots don't come out uh, with a win up against the Jets. Uh, I just think that defense is built really strong, and I think that, you know, if they get some things adjusted – uh, to their offensive side, you know, don't bubble the ball on the final drive of the game. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll be fine. So um, definitely buying and digging the hype of uh, Matt Jones for sure. He spread the ball evenly too. That's the, the last thing we'll, we'll sit there and mention. He, he spread that ball evenly, okay? Here, here's, here's, the wide, here's the people that caught balls from him, okay? Receptions, five, six, six, five, three. I mean that's that's awesome. Look at targets seven seven nine five three. No person got targeted more than ten times in this game. <clears throat> no person got targeted more than ten times, and it was spread out <clears throat> quite a bit. There's not a drop off for the first four people. There's not really a drop off in 
you know, what it looks like as far as targets, receptions, uh, even down to fifth with Hunter Henry. He got spread in there, and I, I just think this guy's going to continue sharing the ball, making the right plays. Uh, he doesn't have an agenda to throw the ball to someone a certain amount of times or anything like that. He's just doing the right thing, making the right plays. So uh, really excited about that, and we said it. Bill Belichick was going to put this guy in a chance and a position to have the best possibility to win, and they did that. They did that. So uh, look for them to continue doing well. Uh, with that being said, we will go ahead and wrap things up for today's episode. Uh, Friday, we will be talking about what's going to happen over the weekend. Um, actually, while we're at it, you know, we'll go ahead and talk about Thursday night football uh, tomorrow night for you guys. The Washington football team um, and the New York Giants. Okay, This is a divisional matchup between these two teams. Man, Washington out their quarterback. Oh, man, they're definitely going to lose this game, right? No. Um, Aurora and myself both believe that Washington ends up winning this game. Uh, Trevor Heineke, uh, I think Heineke will come out and do really well. I think he's going to come out, uh, play well in this game. He will get. He had some more reps with people. I think he was able to get McLaurin going a little bit in the previous game. He was able to get Logan Thomas going. Those are guys you definitely got to get going out there. And this team defensively is going to get after it, Okay. Let's look for Daniel Jones to probably fumble the ball again because when when Chase Young's coming after you and hitting you, if you fumble the ball in week one up against Denver Broncos, you're definitely going to do it up against Chase Young in week two. So let's look for some mistakes there on the New England offensive side. Uh, I think – or the New York offensive side. I think New York Giants is a decent team. I think they have the bones to be pretty good, but the defense has to step up and definitely be better, and I don't think they have enough. I think this is the situation of Washington – being able to show what they have on offense against a you know somewhat mediocre defensive team in the New York Giants. And yeah, the defense is just going to route the Giants, I believe. I don't think Saquon's going to come back fully this week and look super healthy either. I think you know they're still going to give them on a, a pitch count. I believe that's, that's what they'll do. And yeah, they won't really be able to get much going. So that's what we anticipate for Thursday Night Football. We will see what happens as it goes on. But talk to you guys on Friday. Feel free to like, share, subscribe. Uh, you have our email and Facebook below. Reach out. Let us know what we can do to make things more entertaining for all you guys out there. And if you enjoyed the content, again, please like, share, subscribe. Get it out there, out there to your friends. More listeners to Aurora, the more chance she has to get some dog bones and things like that every week from the podcast. So thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you on Friday.